You're listening to the Core Education Podcast featuring Mary Ann Murphy and Derek Wenman. Derek Winworth here again, talking again with Marianne Murphy, one of the core education facilitators with special expertise in assessment, who's going to talk to us a little bit here about a part of the assessment process that really focuses on the role of teachers. And I guess, Marianne, we've been bombarded, you might say, with a lot of research in recent years from people like John Hattie and Helen Timperley from Auckland University, with research around the positive impact of feedback for learning on student achievement and their work really points to how important it is not just that there's a teacher and the role of the teacher which I guess is where we superficially hear some of the things but actually some of the deeper understandings and strategies and interventions that teachers need to plan for and have available and the corollary to that too is the increasing use of e-tools as mechanisms or means of coping with some of the feedback strategies when you're trying to personalise that feedback and ensure that feedback is provided to the numbers of students you have in your class. So I guess I'd really be interested in in hearing some of your thoughts, both about what the teacher's role is, but also about how do we go about selecting the right tool for the job to enable us to do that? Absolutely. Yeah, just picking up on your comment, Derek, um, around Hattie and Timberley's 2011 research pertaining to feedback, Part of that research really talks around where we need to be looking at the timing and the type of the feedback that is given. And so it's not just about giving feedback willy-nilly and just all over the show. It's really been quite specific in how you give that feedback and when you give it. So if we're thinking about selecting also and layering the e-tools into this process, We need to be very careful when we are selecting our e-tools and making sure that we're selecting the right tool for the job. Now, an example of that, if we're taking within, say, a secondary PE context, could be if we're wanting to video students and then have an opportunity for students to be able to then self-reflect as well as have some peer feedback or teacher feedback around what they've been learning. We can use tools like Evernote or, or Notability that enables them to be able to capture the video as well as annotate and have other video uh, and voice recordings so that we can get that feedback occurring naturally within that process of the learning. You've highlighted a really interesting point there, Marianne, because uh, like many others, the assumption that I drove to in the question I asked you originally was thinking in term- about feedback in terms of the teacher-to-student feedback. Mm-hmm. But as you've highlighted, in this collaborative age or in this network age or social Um, applications age, that feedback isn't just confined to the communication between teacher and student, is it? Absolutely not. And past research has also shown that peer-to-peer feedback is highly valuable in moving learning forward. If we're thinking about e-tools that can assist with that, we're looking at e-tools such as the use of Google Drive, so where students can share a document with each other, they can make comments on that, as well as that the teacher can also see the revision history, so they can see how the thinking has evolved as the student has created that document, and can also see 
how what the impact that the feedback has had on that student's thinking. So eTools are fabulous to be able to strategically use, they're fabulous, to be able to see that feedback cycle, really. So there's kind of a, a meta role in this evaluative or assessment approach for teachers in that it's not only about them providing feedback, as you say, but it's about them understanding the impact of feedback from others on the learning process and being able to then provide a meta-level feedback, if you like. Absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, yes. It's interesting, um, and just in springboarding off that, Derek, Guy Clack talks about the dirtiness of learning and actually celebrating that. And I think we can do that quite effectively through the use of eTools. An example being we're using, teachers using Book Creator, where a student can be writing their own stories. Having the learning intentions and success criteria for that particular student and their learning goals at the front. And then as the student is writing their story, the teacher can then come through and as they're roving in the classroom through their natural process of the teaching and learning cycle, they can come in and just pop a voice recording for feedback on that student's book that they're writing or typing and they can also, other students can also then offer some feedback as well by just giving a little voice recording in relation to the learning criteria for that particular student. But what, linking with what Guy Claxton also talks about, the dirtiness of learning, is that when the, students is re, the student is recording that story for themselves, don't throw away those recordings that they might not think are uh, their best. Keep them because that shows evidence of progress in the learning. We're not just about having the end product. We want to capture the learning progress, the journey of that learning as it unfolds. That's, that's a really good point. It's something that I think we see a lot of this happening in early childhood with the, the learning stories and that whole learning from mistakes. I mean, there's lots of evidence of messy learning uh, at that level. But perhaps, as you've said before, Marianne, as we get further up the system, we become a little more over-focused on the assessment itself as if it's a, a hurdle to be jumped and so the focus takes away from celebrating the joy of the messiness along the way. I wonder, sort of rounding off, what would be the critical kind of takeaway from this that you'd be recommending for teachers then who are wanting to start getting into using e-tools effectively in their classrooms? I think really there are three key points that I'd, I'd like to highlight. It's really about selecting the right tool for the job and increasing those, looking for and increasing opportunities for collaboration within the learning process, as well as optimising the e-tool to enable feedback in a way that occurs naturally within the cycle of learning and teaching in the classroom. That's really good advice and the thought that goes through my head there is some of those things may not be familiar activities for some teachers but what you've done in highlighting those three points is give a really good focus for a professional inquiry or professional development strategy or question so right. it, it's good advice. Marianne thank you once again. That's a pleasure. You have been listening to a Core Education podcast featuring Marianne Murphy and Derek Wenmouth.